podcast with your host, Elder Christine Pearson. Yes, there's a mighty river flowing in this place. So glad to be here in the studios of uh, Heavenly Host International Radio. I'm Elder Christine Pearson, Senior Elder of Ancient of Days Ministries International. We're an outreach ministry commissioned by Christ to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which was hidden in God before the foundation of the world. This mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So glad that you tuned in on this Tuesday before Christmas Day. Amen. We have uh, decided uh, with the cooperation of Apostle Hosea McGill to have an open line today. Um, I just want uh, you to, if you have the desire or God leads you to call in, let us know today what the true meaning of Christmas is. What does it really mean to you? Uh, I know this is maybe the, I say, when the press is on, the few remaining days before actual Christmas Day, which is next Monday, and it, it and everybody's busy, and uh, but I always share with my radio listening audience every year that there's supposed to be peace on earth, and I found out that if we do it the scriptural way, if we do it the way the Bible shows us how to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ it won't be so hectic and you'll save a lot of money uh, if we will ever stop celebrating Christmas the world's way a lot of what we see is the world's rendition of how Christmas ought to be at the church, the body of Christ, the majority of us, I don't rule myself out because I've been at it too, are doing it the way the world has set up that we should we should do it. But <clears throat> the scripture is clear and we should ask questions like, why am I giving gifts? And it's not my birthday to people that it's not their birthday. I hear so much flack about that. Oh, well, it's all, it's nothing wrong. That's, Christmas is a time of giving gifts. And, and I said, and you know, they get mad when I say, well, show me that in the scripture. You know, well, Christmas is for the children. Show me that in the scripture. <laughs> we make up excuses as to why we going to do it the world's way and then try to say that that's the right way. The only right way is the way that God has set it up in his word. And you will find out, it tells us in uh, Luke, <clears throat> it talks about the angels, I believe, that appeared unto the shepherds and uh, 
He said, Behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all the people. Uh, well, verse 12, 11. For, let's see. Let's start at Luke 2 and 10. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, talking about these shepherds. We're going to talk about the shepherds today. Behold, I bring you good tidings, a great joy which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. One of the things that people get upset about, and I'm glad to get upset with me. I'm not trying to please people. But as I was sharing, an apostle was sharing with me, we have to preach the word. Second Timothy 4. Yes. We can't teach or preach the world. And this is why a lot of us is still bound. And, and some of us get caught up in things that are not of God. Because a lot of the shepherds are teaching and preaching ah. things that are not of God. And I was going over Second uh, Peter, and I found out when people get involved in things that are not of God, it can have a spiraling down effect on the person because they go from stage to stage in that deception, and they begin to imagine a lot of things that exalt itself against the word of God. And you say, well, why are you so picky? We got to be picky. This is the last time. We can't play a sugar coat now. We can't rock and rub you and babysit you now. The time is too short. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. So <clears throat> this is what happened in the days of Noah. There wasn't nobody preaching the word. They were involved in some of the most ungodly things to the point where uh, it came up before God and he could not allow it to go any further. And in a sense, I believe that's what the rapture is. Things had come up to such a crescendo that God said, uh-uh, it's time for divine intervention. It's time for me to get involved. Uh, I'm just going to share with you uh, Jonah 1 and 2, for those of you that have your Bibles. Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh and preach to those people because they were Assyrians. And the Assyrians were known to hate the Jews. They were known to kill them and be so barbaric and brutal and butcher them. And the Lord told Jonah, Arise, go to Nineveh, <laughs> that great city, and cry against it. Why? For their wickedness is come up before me. When a nation's wickedness come up before God, he has to intervene. That's what happened in 
Noah's day. That's what happened in the days of Lot. That cry came up before God. And God had to come in and say, I got to, I got to intervene or correct this or the whole world will perish. Unfortunately, it was only eight saved in Noah's day. Only none saved in the days of Lot, but nah. but Lot and his two daughters. His wife didn't even make it in. But here in Nineveh, there was 600,000, including wives and children, that he would have to intervene with. And he's always looking for an intercessor, somebody that will stand before him and plead on behalf of ungodliness so that God can have mercy. He delights in mercy. He has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. It's not his will that anybody perish. That's his nature. But when the sin and iniquity gets to a crescendo, wherein it is about to cause the whole world to perish, God has to intervene because of his justice, because of his love. And here, I know you don't hear a lot of people preaching about Christmas much. And if they do, they're, they're preaching the world's teaching. <laughs> and they think nothing of it. They think this is the way it's supposed to do. I see a lot of saints got Santa Claus up there. And you know he don't exist. You know he does not exist. And then you tell your children about Santa Claus. That's a lie. You know. And we have to look at ourselves. What are we doing? What are we thinking? Praise God. Let me just go to Matthew. And then we're going to go to Luke. We're going to come back to Luke. Let's just do that. Do it that way. I got Luke here. Let's go to Matthew 2. And the phone lines are open. We want you to call in, comment. You can even, you know, if you feel like I'm saying it wrong, I want to hear your comment. I won't put you down. I won't embarrass you or anything. But the lines are open. 216-260. Zero, 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 nine. And we encourage you to call in because sometimes, this is, you may not have heard this before. Matthew 2, 2. These two, the reason why I'm going to do Matthew and Luke is because there is something unique in both of these chapters concerning the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. Ma- uh, Micah talked about that his goings from is from eternity past that God sent him here. But it says in Matthew 2, 2, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, 
Behold, there came wise men. Now, it wasn't three of them. It was just wise men. You always see, the world shows you three wise wow. men on a camel. And then we have in a lot of our nativity scenes and what have you, Christmas cards, three wise men. <laughs> but it didn't say three, did it? It just said wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. See, this is what the birth of Jesus Christ is about. It's about worshiping Jesus. We can worship anything. Our children, we can worship a totem pole if we want to. But what this is our biblical map on how to worship on celebration of his birth. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. See, the king of Jerusalem was troubled when he heard about Jesus being born. He had to call his soothsayers and astrologers and, and see where it was found in scripture about it. It was already written. Micah 5 and 2. And when, watch this, and when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ uh, should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judah, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah are not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people. A governor. Then, see, Herod didn't know anything about it, and he's the king of Jerusalem. He doesn't know anything about scripture. And a lot of us in pulpits don't know a lot about scripture either. But yet and still we're over people, directing people, instructing people, and educating people. And my question is, what are you educating them of? Is it scripture? Is it your own understanding? Or is it the world system that you're teaching in your pulpit? I hear somebody say, well, what's wrong with that? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I told you that when you start hearing ungodly stuff in your hearing, that will render an amount of faith towards believing that too. Faith comes by hearing. And when you're hearing something that is not of God, you give faith to believe that of that which is not of God. That's what's wrong with it. Uh, then Herod, when he had, verse 7, then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, see, he privately called them, inquired of them diligently what time, see, what time 
the star appeared. These magi were descendants of priest, a priesthood that was over in Babylon. Now they were taught about the stars and the heavens and these kind of things. And they knew that there was going to be a star that will notify them that a king is going to be born in Judah. And they knew that that king was going to be the Messiah. And these people, they taught their children to watch the heavens for that star. And then they died off. But they taught the next generation to watch the heavens for that star. I believe it was almost uh, maybe a good thousand years between the time that Daniel was in Babylon where he taught these magi and then they believed and then they began to look for that star. Generation after generation after generation, they committed themselves, they committed their life, they committed their children to watch for the Messiah. How many of us are committing our lives, committing our children to watch for the Messiah? But instead, we committing them to watch for Santa Claus, you know, writhing down a, a roof, you know, in the chimney with his reindeer paws. We teach this to our children. And my question is, you can call it, what, what are you thinking? Where is your mind? Do you know that God gave you your children? You didn't choose them. He chose them for you. And he have a mandate for us to rear our children in the fear and admonition or advice of the Lord. Do we take God's word seriously? Or do we, we think, oh, well, what's wrong with that? See, that's the attitude the devil wants you to have. What's wrong with that? And we see all kinds of detriment going on with our children, and it's still the light bulb still hasn't come on. We will live any kind of way in front of them. We'll say anything in front of them. Oh, that's the worst thing. I hate to hear a, per, a person cuss at their child. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand it. I hear sometimes I'll be wanting to go, do not cuss at them. Calling them names. Ooh. Do you know that's a curse out of your mouth? You cursing them. And don't even know it. That's why I'm here to tell you. <laughs> That's my job. I don't have a problem. You call in 216-260-0009. And I'm not talking about people that are not doing it. I'm talking about the people that are doing that. But we can get a lesson from the parents of the Magi. They taught their children. And the children obeyed and taught their children. Like the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy, when we rise up, 
when we lay down, when we walk by the way, talk to them about the Lord. Why, why aren't we doing that? We're talking to them about the world, talking to them about the ball game, talking to them about the, the, the theater and the club. One of the things I have, he's an elder. He sent us photos because it was his daughter's birthday. He sent us photos. That girl was in the club and her skirt was this high. I'm telling you, she had such a mini skirt. And then he shows us him dancing with his daughter who had on that mini skirt. And I'm thinking, what is he teaching her? Number one, we're supposed to teach our children how to dress. We're supposed to teach our children where to go. We're supposed to teach our children how to eat. If we're not teaching them, who's going to teach them? Hmm? How to love one another, how to treat one another. When you go up in the house where the folk, the parents is arguing and fighting all the time, that's what the children learn. And then they have the nerve to tell you, y'all better love one another because y'all all you got. Well, you done taught us how to fight and cut and scrape everybody. Uh-huh. You, you, you uh, teach what you know, but you impart what's in you. Kids going to do what they see you doing, not what they hear you say many times. Then he talked about what time the star appeared. See, now he's going to calculate. He's going to calculate using the time that these wise men tell him so that he can pretty much figure out where the child is. Right. He inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. Now see, here's another thing. Everybody got Jesus in the manger with the wise men. He was, this was, he, he was a child when the wise men found him. Two years old. He was not a babe in a manger. We're going to get to that one. Go and search diligently for the young child, and when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him. Now watch this. And when they had heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they saw in the east went before them till, till it came and stood over where the child young child was. Nobody saw that star but the Magi. In many of your nativity scenes, you got Jesus, Mary and the baby, the Magi, and over in the corner sky, you got that star, the star of Bethlehem up there. Only the Magi saw the star, not Joseph, not Mary, not the shepherd. Only the Magi. It appeared to the Magi only, and I always say because they were looking for it. They were searching down through millennia for that star, and it appeared unto them. 
Just like Jesus tells us about the rapture. He's coming for those who are looking for his appearing. Mm-hmm. All right. Ten, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And Eleven, and when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. Did you see him posting around his house that, it's my birthday, it's my birth? Why are we making such a big deal about our birthdays? Why? He came of no reputation. One of the things our first lady was talking about Sunday, she said it was a silent night when he was born. It only He only appeared to certain people. But here we blasting it everywhere. We want everybody to know who we are, what we doing, and we spending lots of money on birthdays. Mm. Mm-hmm. Fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures. Now everybody think he only got three treasures. It says treasures plural. When they had opened their treasures. They presented unto him gifts. Didn't say just three. It said they presented unto him gifts. Gold and frankincense and myrrh. Now, may I have your attention please? Why are we giving gifts to everybody and it's not their birthday? Hmm? That's the world system. And it's designed to have you spending money that you don't need to be spending. If you're going to do something for Jesus... On his birthday, which we celebrate, it doesn't have to be December the 25th, but we pick that day to celebrate his birthday. If you're going to give a gift, you need to give it to the person whose birthday it is. And his, the way you give unto him, he said, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was uh, uh, outdoors, it didn't have shelter. You provided shelter for me. When I was in prison, you visited me. You know, and there's a lot of organizations that that feed and do that kind of thing. Yeah. And I will find out a good one. And I will look up and put aside for Jesus' birthday, give it to those organizations because he said if you do it unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Why are we not listening to him? Why are we giving everybody a gift and don't give him anything? I'm going to tell you, Apostle, that was one of the... I cried that Christmas. I had given one of my siblings... Money to buy gifts with. They went and bought everybody a gift and didn't give me a card. I couldn't believe it. Everybody, she did, I, don't, I don't know if she, they bought themselves anything, but that thing hurt me. I, I gave her the money to buy gifts. 
She didn't even think about buying me one. And how big of a gift did we get through our Savior? Yeah. He gave everything. He gave up everything. He didn't think about himself not one time. He looked beyond everything just so that you will not have to spend eternity separated from him. It said he endured that cross. Yeah. He endured it. Not for himself, but for us. And we take Christmas so lightly that many times we don't even think about him at all. Many people do not give Jesus a gift. They give everybody else a gift. And it's not even their birthday. You see how perverted that is? Why would we give people gifts and it's not their birthday? Think about it. Think about it. I don't, I, I, I don't think I don't feel you. I feel your, your thoughts about, oh, you just, listen. I've been called to be a watchman, and that's exactly what I'm going to be. Yeah. I do not apologize. Because the Lord said, I asked the Lord, and he said, I love them. That's why you have to tell them the truth. I love them. I do not want them to perish. you got to open your mouth. you got to let the, the uh, unrighteous man... See the error of his ways. Yes. If you don't tell them, the world definitely won't. Who going to tell them if my people don't tell them? How many people will know that that, that world system is a trap? It's a trap. And it's anti-God. How many times I'm hearing happy holidays? Since when? It wouldn't even be a holiday. If it wasn't for Christ, but we can't say Merry Christmas. That burns me up. Happy holidays. What does that mean? We use Christ to get money, to get accolades, and then we won't even honor him and buy him a gift. He's been used throughout history. To get selfish gain. But we can put a stop to it today. We can repent of our unrighteous ways. And say, Lord, I'm going to honor you. You know, I don't have a problem with giving gifts. You can give gifts anytime. You can give, really, and I do. I don't wait till Christmas to give gifts. Matter of fact, there's going to be gifts given right after Christmas. But let's get out of the world system because it is a task master. It'll have you ripping and running and working and hauling and spending. And I've noticed that Christmas Day is such a short day. It's a short day, isn't it? Yeah. It's not a big, you know, I, I used to wear, where did the day go? But you can have Christmas 365 days a year acknowledging Christ. Now, we see here, just want to say, 
And when they had opened their treasures, when you start spending your money, they presented unto Christ Jesus. Nobody else, not to mama, not to Joseph, not to their cousin, not to their children. They gave gifts to Jesus. And I know this sounds harsh, but that's the world's way. Do you see the world will have you given, and you can't, you're going to always think of somebody else you need to give them a gift. Then you you go to church, you got to give this one a gift, uh-huh. Then you go, the neighbor got to get a gift, huh? Yeah, and the next thing you know, you're spending all your money. Why not just give Christ a gift and be done with it? Well, yeah, people going to have a lot to say. They're going to have a lot to say no matter what you do. Don't matter. But one thing you will get by doing it God's way, you will get peace. You will get joy. You will get rest. You see? And people say, well, well why you didn't... Uh, just tell them, to, if they ask you why you didn't do this, just take them over to St. Matthew and tell them it's his birthday and you give gifts to a person on their birthday. And see, you don't know. You might stir up something. Let's go to Luke 2. I'm going to show you something that I only heard one person talk about, and it was fascinating. Just fascinating to me. Uh, let's go to 2 and 1. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus. That all the world should be taxed. All of it. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed. And everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee. Out of the city of Nazareth. Into Judah. Unto the city of David. Which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And they were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon the shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, verse 12. Verse 12. I want you to really listen. And this shall be a sign unto you. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. 
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, good will toward men. I want you to understand, a lot of times we hear about the shepherds, but we don't know that these were rabbinical shepherds. In other words, they were shepherds that would have the lambs that would be sacrificed on the altars. You know, the brazen altar. And they would get the blood and sprinkle it and uh, pour it around the Ark of the Covenant. They had to have uh, unblemished lambs, you know. One of the things they would do with these lambs is when these lambs were born, they would wrap the lambs in swaddling cloths so that their feet and their legs would be perfect and not bent or anything because these lambs had to be without blemish and without spot. So they originally, when the lambs, these little babe lambs were born, they would wrap those lambs in swaddling clothes. All right? And these rabbinical shepherds were used to doing this with the lambs, okay? So this is how they, this was their occupation to prepare baby lambs for the altar and the sacrifices uh, of the temple. But watch this. Verse 15. And it came to pass, as the angels were going away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto this. Now, remember the angel said, uh, This shall be a sign unto you. This, verse 12, And this shall be a sign. So, they didn't really know what the angel was talking about, but the angel gave them directions on where this baby was. All right? And it says here, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorified and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Now, you know, one of the things that the, these rabbinical shepherds were used to, they were used to seeing lambs wrapped in swaddling clothes. They were not used to seeing babies wrapped in swaddling clothes. So the Bible told, the angels told this, rabbinical shepherds, you're going to see a sign. This is a sign unto you. 
So when they saw Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes, the terminology came to them that this was a lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world because they would use actual real lamb's blood to atone for sin. Now they sin a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, which will signify to them that now we have the real thing. And he's wrapped in swaddling clothes to give us a signal that this is the real Lamb of God that is going to take away the sins of the world. Amen. Not just the blood of bulls and goats and heifers, which could only cleanse the outside. Now we got the real lamb of God that is going to purge our conscience, the inward man, that's going to eradicate that sin nature out of us. And it will take away all the sin of the world. And now we can have peace on earth, goodwill towards men. They saw an actual babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, and then they thought about them lambs that they wrapped in swaddling clothes and used their blood as atonement for sin. Now they see the true lamb wrapped in swaddling clothes, and now this lamb is going to purge, eradicate, Erase, atone for the sins of the entire world. This was a sign unto the shepherds. Praise God. And the thing of it is, is that there is so many instances in the scriptures why we need to point to Christ at this time, that we need to follow Christ follow his teaching, hear him, like uh, Abba Father said in Matthew 17. He says that, and I believe it's five, let's just see. Let me just go there right quick so I won't misquote. Let's go to Matthew 17. Yeah, let's go to Matthew 17 and 5. This is when Jesus, James, and John, and Peter were on the mountain of transfiguration. And it says that Jesus was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah. This is uh, verse 3 talking with him. But verse 5 says, While he yet spake, this is Peter, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of a cloud which says, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And he says some profound next three words. It says, Hear ye him 
hear ye him. This is what we have to do. We have to hear ye him. There are many voices, many gods, many lords that you're going to hear. But which one are you going to choose to follow after? Your heavenly father gives you the truth, the wisdom. It tells you to hear ye him, Christ Jesus, what he has to say. He is the way, the way that you follow. He's going to always tell you the truth. He's not going to lie to you. He's not going to deceive you. He's not going to have you uh, watching and seeing things that are not real that are, and have you spend most of your life and money on things that are just a mirage, things that are just going to work against you. He's not going to do you like that. He's going to show you the way of life. He's going to show you life everlasting. He's going to show you the right, the best way of doing everything. And you shouldn't be ashamed about obeying Christ. You shouldn't be, you know, scared about what people are going to think about you because you're doing it God's way. I tell you one thing, they'll see you blessed while they come and begging for money, begging for this, because they follow the world's way. The world's way is designed to keep you poverty, sickness, and death. That's what it's designed. And you got to watch what you follow. You're going to follow something that's going to keep you poor. Just like they were saying, I was reading about... Some of the people that have come across the southern border of the apostle. And they didn't just bombarded all of the places. And, and, and some of the states are trying to accommodate them. And they don't like the accommodations. I guess they want a five-star restaurant or hotel. And they're trying to feed the people. And they take the food that they getting fed and they're throwing it out saying uh -huh. we don't like it. You know? And I'm saying how ungrateful can you be? He's given you life, health, and strength. He's shown you the way to eternal life and we kind of like spit it out like we don't want it. We want garbage. We want things that are going to keep us poor. We want things that's going to keep our mind all messed up. We want things that are going to harm our physical bodies. We want to do things that will defile us. You know, or take our mind away. That's what you want? Have you ever really thought about your choices? What you're choosing and what effect it's going to have on you physically and those who are watching you. So what if you're not part of the gang, the clique? You're going to have life and life more abundantly. 
when they're going to have poverty, sickness, and death. Which one do you want? He said, choose life that you and your descendants may live. I know this may not be all of the homiletics and hermeneutics, you know, all and you know, I could do that. I, I, I could preach like that and hum and moan and stuff like that. I, I, I can do that. That's no problem. But my job is a watchman. And when situations come, like we're getting ready, this is they call it Advent. We're getting ready to celebrate the birth of our Christ. We're supposed to be watching what's going on and speaking the word about it. He told me and Ezekiel, I think he told you too, Apostle, Ezekiel, he told us to give them the word whether they hear it or yeah. whether they refuse it. It's not about how many views I get, how many likes I get on Facebook. That's good. All I want to be found doing is what he told me to do when he comes. Because when this wheel stops turning, when this earthly house of yeah. this tabernacle be dissolved, we have a building, a house that is not made with hands. Some of us do, and some of us are going to be found unclothed. We're not going to have a house. We're going to be found unclothed. And if you don't have on your uh, uh, clothes on, you can no longer dwell on the earth. Did you know that? You gotta have you have to have either a glorified body or a natural body in order to dwell on the earth. And if you are found without a body, a spirit without a body, you cannot dwell on the earth. So where are you gonna dwell for the rest of your life if you don't have a body? Hmm? Apostle, I'm going to let you come in, but I want, just want you to think. I want you to think about and, 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 and despise the shame like Christ did. When he was on that cross, he was, all of his body fluids was, was coming out of him. In front of his mother and people. He was unclothed, nothing on. But it said he despised the shame. Some of us are not willing to despise the shame. We want to be popular. We want to be acceptable in the eyes of men. But do you understand that our time here is brief? Right. It's fleeting? It, it's like a, a, I think someone was saying, a hand's breath. It's here, you're here for a little moment in time. You can only be seen in time. Understand, you can't be seen in eternity. You got to have different clothes to be seen in eternity. But you can only be seen physically in time. You are here for a little time. Yeah. Then you're going to vanish away. But it says the righteous will be in everlasting habitations. The righteous. But the wicked are going to perish forever. So what's more important, to be in right standing with God or to appease your peers, colleagues, 
which you may see maybe 10 years and may never see them again. Or they may perish and you never see them again. Or you perish. But what are you going to do when you have to give an account? They're not going to be there. They're not going to be there. And you're not going to use them as an excuse as to why you couldn't obey God. It's better to obey God, Peter said. It's better to obey God. You, I'm going to tell you, you think that living for the world, I have more joy and fulfillment and satisfaction walking in truth with my fellow man, being honest, loving people. That's the maximum uh, glory of life. You don't know about it because you haven't experienced it if you're walking in the world. But you have not experienced glory and, 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 and honor and blessing like you will in the kingdom. It's the highest form of living. Amen? And I just, our lines are still open. You could call in. I want to hear from you. Amen. I promise you, I will never embarrass you. Apostle, did you have something you wanted to say? God, I want to thank you, Elder, for uh, mm -hmm. even um, when you came in, you talked about, and this is my motive today, and I shared with you earlier mm -hmm. um, something the Lord placed on my heart concerning the least of them. Yes. And this is a time, a perfect opportunity, uh, yeah. uh, literally, an opportune time to give to the least of them. Because you said it, and that was the scripture the Lord gave me this morning. What you've done unto the least of them, you've done it unto me. If you want to give Christ a gift, do it to the least of them. Yes, yes. You know, there are some that are hungry. Mm. There are some areas uh, in the world that the Lord has sent us. I physically have gone there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, in particular, in Africa. Yes. Where there are some who are suffering from famine, mm. drought, drought, starving even. Some that are naked, mm -hmm. uh, without clothing. Huh? And it get cold in these places, and it get rainy in these yeah. places. And even the, the elements, the yeah. sun, yeah. we need clothing. And, and even too, and I thought of that. The more I'm saying, even as I'm talking right now, I'm, I'm almost near tears because you said, you said, I'm going to open the, the phone lines today. Mm -hmm. That I had even thought about that in the, in the process that God has prepared us for today mm -hmm. to make our requests known first to God yeah. and to <laughs> you. If you want to give a gift, I think, I know that there are some people that will benefit greatly. Uh, I've been receiving some pictures Amen. from our brothers over in Humabay, even mm -hmm. in Uganda, and uh, some of the other places, other parts of Africa the Lord has sent me to, yes. which is what apostle means, one sent. Yes. Or sent one. Right, right. Our message to you is what God is requesting from us, mm -hmm. the church. Amen. Uh, and knowing that 
We are in our last time. You said something just now, just a few seconds ago, how short our time is mm -hmm. and how soon the coming of our Lord is. Mm -hmm. And in that, remember in Matthew chapter 25, he said, uh, and I'm going to probably be talking about it on the last hour, I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit is going to bring that to our attention. The sheep and the goat, mm -hmm. the right and the left, mm -hmm. those who have done to him. Yes, Lord. Because he, he said, you, you, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was mm -hmm. naked, you clothed me. When I was sick, you saw about me. You yes. came to visit me. When I was in prison, you know, all that. Yes. And they said, when did we do these things? When you did it unto the least of them. The least. You, I, you have emphasized the theme for me today. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not, I can't remember the last time I bought my wife a gift for Christmas. Mm. This is the truth. Mm. Well, probably about 20 years. Mm. We stopped doing that long mm. time ago. Mm -hmm. Yes, Lord. Even birthday gifts. We mm -hmm. don't, if we want to give each other a gift, we give each other just a give gift. Them. We just yeah. do. Oh. That's the truth. Yeah. Not that we have anything against birthdays or any mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. No folks are going to do what they want to do. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not. We're not saying. We're not. You're not even saying that it's a sin. To, mm -hmm. You know. But no. what we're saying is, whose birthday are we celebrating? <laughs> <laughs> I heard that loud and clear, Elder. If it's the if it's our Lord's birthday, uh, uh, yeah, uh, another pastor good. he broke it down like this because I was reading it over in Luke the uh, first chapter. Mm. I think it's chapter two, when the angel came to Mary mm. in the sixth month. Mm -hmm. She hadn't mm -hmm. been impregnant yet. Mm -hmm. Six months, we talk about June. And he broke it down from June from June to December. It's six months. And then he kept counting. July, I mean June, uh, and then July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March. March. Talk about the day, you know, but we celebrate, if we're celebrating the Lord's birthday, we say it's December the 25th. And so, so there, I, I'm not trying to raise an argument, but when you check the scriptures, yes. that was one of the things that really blessed me as you started teaching. He said, the scripture says yes. this. That's true. That's true. Hmm? We need to put our own day. And you know who benefits from this? Big business. Come on. Walmart, Target, all the mm, different mm, stores, Macy's. Yeah. They, Macy's even have their own parade for you. <laughs> all that. They benefit from this. That's right. And hoard all these billions of dollars, mm -hmm. literally, Come on. to themselves. Mm -hmm. Amen. I, I don't care how many clearance sales they have. <laughs> mm -hmm. It still benefits them. Yeah. You talked about saving money, being wise. Mm -hmm. Especially, watch this, in the time that we're in where food mm -hmm. supply is short yeah, and the price of Prices. food is Ooh. astronomical. Uh, a young man did a, uh, a thing. He had went and bought uh, a basket of food. Mm -hmm. But he compared the prices from the 80s oh. to now. Mm -hmm. A basket, the same food, the same food that he ate then, he made a list of it. 
and purchased mm -hmm. it in 2023. Mm -hmm. It was three times the amount, $81 in, in the 80s for what his purchase, his basket of food, and three times more in 2023. The same food. No changes, no, you know, uh, uh, larger sizes. In fact, most of them were smaller mm -hmm. portions. Yes, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I'm saying that because you hit on some things concerning our finances. Mm -hmm. Being poor. Mm -hmm. uh, being the borrower and not the lender. Come on now. Huh? Mm -hmm. Going to these uh, quick holiday loan places. Yeah. They're benefiting. Oh, yeah. I, I, we're talking, I'm just speaking words of wisdom to you Help. because it supports what the Lord is saying Say to, to us, us, to his people. Mm -hmm. God will not have us to be ignorant. Mm -hmm. And of course, I, these are words of wisdom. And mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. strongly suggest mm -hmm. as you mm -hmm. wisely broke down uh, uh, the things of God, to consider this mm -hmm. as we go through this holiday season, mm. this time of celebration. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the liquor stores are going to make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. They just legalized marijuana. They and they've set them up all over the place. Mm -hmm. In my community, in my neighborhood, they have set up at least five mm. smoke shops yeah. already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were doing it already. Before, already yeah, before. before. The so they knew they was preparing, was uh -huh. preparing for that. Uh, they was already done. It was already a done deal. It was just a matter of going mm -hmm. through the process. Mm -hmm. These are words of wisdom. Uh, it doesn't sound like ho 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 and Merry Christmas mm -hmm. and Jingle Bells, mm -hmm. but it's truth. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's for, because God loves you. He don't want you to be caught up or uh, at Romans twelve and two uh, mm -hmm. conform to, to this, this world. world. That's scriptural. Mm -hmm. And be not conformed to this world. How am I being conformed? I got my earmuffs on and 15 bags <laughs> dragging them to the car. Mm -hmm. And the only one really happy about this is... <laughs> J.C. Penney. J.C. Right. The story <laughs> just came out. You maxed out your credit card. And after it's all said and done, now I got to figure out how to pay all these bills. Mm -hmm. And the people I'm buying these gifts for, they receive them. Come on. But you don't see those gifts throughout mm -hmm. the year, mm -mm. Mm -mm. Huh? even with our children. They play for yeah, They're busting up the cars, the little remote control, mm -hmm. batteries dead. Oh, mm -hmm. <laughs> come on now. I'm going through it. I got a five-year-old at home. Mm -hmm. huh? The point being, be wise. That I, I just is what I would say, Elder. Be wise. Mm -hmm. Think about huh, the next move. Yes. Because uh, I ask you to tear the, 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 the wrapping paper off the gift, mm. uh, the wrapping paper that you spent money for. It's Come going on. in the trash. All right, now. The gift that you just bought, if it's not broken before the day it's out, it will be. It's going in the trash. Mm -hmm. This world is passing away. Come on, now. Uh, and we don't have a whole lot of time to prepare for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because just like he came as a child, He's coming again mm -hmm. as our judge. Mm -hmm. He came as a savior mm -hmm. uh, to save us, mm. to deliver us. Mm -hmm. uh, 
to reconcile us to the Father, mm -hmm. uh, to bring us peace mm -hmm. and joy and all those things that come with His love for us. Mm -hmm. uh, not that, not watch this. Not only are we going to be with Him, we're going to be as Him. Yeah. Oh, come on, somebody. <coughs> uh, and so I would, I, I would consider this message today, mm -hmm. and even so, consider someone that is in need. Yes. That that's going. We're going to promote that today, be the Lord's will. Amen. Promote somebody that, that, that really needs a gift, mm -hmm. uh, a gift of food, uh, some clothing, water, because mm -hmm. uh, in some of these places there are droughts. Yeah. Uh, and they don't, you know, just go to the store and get a case of water and be cool with it. They got to go get theirs out of a uh, a river or a lake or a pond or a well. Mm -hmm. And in certain parts of this these countries, they have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness! Mm -hmm. I, I I I mean, we just want to drop that in your heart. Uh, if it be the Lord's will, if the Lord has spoken to you today. Consider the least of them. Yes. And okay. matter of fact, I'm going to give my gift to Heavenly Host International oh Radio. I'm going to give my Christmas gift. What was that down in Congo? Was it in the Congo? Uh, in, uh, uh, well, no, Uganda. Uganda. Uganda and uh, and Humble Bay. Yes. Uh, the two things that the Lord have us focused on uh, in this these next couple of days. Yes. Um, they they're dealing with the widows, right? In the yeah. Okay. That's I'm uh -huh. gonna matter of fact. Uh, that's my uh, what the Lord dealt with me about mm -hmm. was the orphans, uh -huh. and uh, I'm gonna start giving. To Uganda, okay. Praise God. Amen. I do Heavenly Hills International Amen. Ministry. Matter of fact, not only I'm gonna give a gift for it on behalf of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. but I'm I've, I've been looking again for uh, 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 the orphans, Amen. and I'm just gonna make it a monthly gift to uh, Heavenly Host, and I'm gonna put it in my. Uh, you know how you do the automatic? Yes. So every month they're going to get something Praise God. from me to the orphans because that's very tender. It is. To the Lord's heart. That's a good word. The fatherless, oh my the motherless, mm -hmm. the widow, those that don't have anybody to help them. Yeah. And Jesus specifically said, yeah. if you do it unto the least yeah. of these, he called them his brothers. Uh -huh. See, we don't... Put that in there. That's good. Jesus calling them. A lot of these people, Apostle, oh have asked Jesus to be their Lord. Yeah, yeah. And they're calling on the Lord Jesus to help them. And Jesus is calling on us. That's good. To obey him and do what he say and help his brother. That's good. You may never see him again. You may never know who they are. Yeah. But he knows. He hears their prayers. Yes. And he wants you to be an answer to prayer. And God, Apostle, Yes. <laughs> two weeks ago, I cleaned out my cupboard and gave it to a lady that got about five kids. Praise God. Next thing I know, bags full of, a neighbor called me yesterday. No, I was coming from church Sunday. He said, I need a bag. And I went, I said, you bring your cart. Uh, I filled it up with everything I could think of. They got 
They got chicken, rotisserie chicken. They got shrimp. I mean, God just filled it right back up. Yeah. I looked at the cupboard. I said, Lord, what am I doing with all of this food? And my neighbor asked for it. So I can guarantee you, you cannot be God-given. That's good. The more, and I say it all the time, I said, Lord, the more, I said, I have to give it. I got so much. And the more you give, the more he gives to you. You cannot be God-given. Yeah. It will never happen. I am a living witness. You pay your tithe. You give your offering. You give your gifts of love. When God say, give to my brother, give. Yeah. Amen. A lot of things, Apostle. Yeah. I don't know how time to go. A lot of things that we praying for and asking God for, we get it by sowing. That's good. That's good. It tells us that whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he reap. If you sow money, you're going to get money. Yeah. You sow food, you're going to get food. Clothes. How many clothes I got? <laughs> I told you, people be throwing clothes over the fence. Brand new with tags on it. Who tell them to send it to me? I don't even know these folk. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, God sees everything. And God will never leave himself without a witness. Yeah. Never. And also, put yourself in their place. What if it was you? That was hungry. Oh my goodness. What if it was you that didn't have any shoes? You would want somebody to give to you. And 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 God will bless you. Yeah. He bless you. He say he that lead lendeth to the poor, lendeth unto the Lord. Yeah, yeah. If you are God's hands extended, he gonna be your extension when you need him. When you call, he gonna say, Here am I. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things that we praying for, or sometimes we manipulating things right. people for, or stealing to get. <laughs> you know, I got to put it like that. Yeah. All you got to do is obey God and what he tell you to do. And God will give it to you effortlessly. Yeah. So, yes, I will be giving to the Lord today. I'm going to give him his Christmas gift early. Yeah. Sometimes I give to the food. A lot of times I give... To the food bank down on uh, Waterloo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I'm always giving. That's no big deal. I've never had a problem giving unto the Lord ever, and He's never had a problem giving unto Praise His daughter God. ever. <laughs> I want you to get into the cycle. I want you to learn about the kingdom way of doing things instead of. The world's way. I'm, you need to look and do it for for six months and see how that happens. Instead of giving gifts to everybody, yeah, give a gift to the Lord Jesus. And when people start asking you, give them the word. They need the word too. Many of them probably will come out of debt if they would do it the way God say do. My goodness. Many of us will come out of anxiety, be able to sleep at night. Get rid of headaches. Yeah. Get rid of stress. If we would do it God's way. Without fear or favor to men. We got to come out of this about what people think. 
and how they going to think about me. I guarantee you, it doesn't matter what you do, somebody always going to have some kind of thought about you. And what can you do about it? Nothing. All you do is just pray for them, love on them, and keep moving. Amen. Did you have anything else you want to no, share? No, no. Well, I just thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll be here tomorrow. If there's any questions, uh, we want you to call in. We want you to share what's on your heart. Even give a testimony about what God has done for you. Uh, even um, give, as apostles asked to give to Uganda. Give God a gift to Uganda this year. You probably never have given in that manner. But now give Jesus a gift this year. Because if you give unto the least of those his brethren, do you understand you giving Jesus a gift? You ever thought about it? You giving Jesus, giving back after all he's done for us. Amen? God bless you. I love you. I want you to remember what Jesus said at the Feast of Tabernacles. He said, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. He that believeth in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This spake he of the Holy Spirit, the precious Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. I love you. I look forward to Uh, being with you again on tomorrow. You have an outstanding morning. Amen.